Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level, but didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. 100. That's it. This is episode 100. Um, I don't know if that's a milestone when you look at some of these podcasts that have done like 27,562. But anyway, um, it's number 100. Welcome to the Bone Cave. Um, things are changing at the Bone Cave. Hey, Bri. Yeah. I can help with that. What's that? Only 15% of all podcasts ever make it to episode 100. No kidding. You're in the top 15. <laughs> we made it, guys. That's pretty cool. Well, we have mixed it up today for you since it is number 100. Uh, I'm Brian Maimon, founder of Rolling Bones Outdoors, and with me today is, uh, to my left, I'll start bleep, as all of you know, um, his job is incredibly tough as uh, Brian Martin and Brad Dana make it challenging for him a lot of times. So, <laughs> Brad's not Did you just say me? Yeah. <laughs> you just, uh, you're still whining about my theme song that I Oh, my God. If that, ever makes it, if that ever makes its way onto oh a podcast, I swear to the Lord, it, there's going to be hell to pay. So. There's a story behind that. Yeah, anyway, and I can, I can almost <laughs> see your planning to bleep so you will lose the bleep name and it'll become some bleep bleep on the anyway. cover of the rolling bones. don't ever do that again our audience never wants to hear that ever my ever. ears hurt already <laughs> exactly thank you so anyway directly across me as always uh on the throne mr a uh aka hashtag 393 brad dana and then um to his left and my right the one and only Noel Erickson. I've known Noel since I was uh, t- 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 Lindley and I have known Noel since he. Uh, I won't say how old you were, but I was probably 22, mm-hmm. 22 years old. Um, pretty crazy from Cumberland, Wisconsin. Hey, Louis Minch. Hats off to Louis, greatest sausage maker, worst mocker, um, and butcher ever to live, in my opinion. Made it to 90 years old yesterday. That's pretty cool, huh? That's super cool. He's a mentor of mine, a great guy. But anyway, welcome, Noel Erickson. Thank you. Excited to be on episode 100. Noel, Noel's the only customer you've ever had that said, is that all one deer when you loaded, what, 12 boxes? Uh. Yeah. Yeah. We, we should. Well, I will, I will I think actually. We've, have I will we done actually, that story? No, but I will actually tell that story today because this would be a good podcast to tell that story on, especially for all the hunters, obviously, that listen to this. And then uh, um, my, my um, small size friend. Brandon Neal is to my right. I'm normal. I'm, I'm just not a giant. I'm, I'm perfectly uh, average and normal yeah, human and, being. And, and in every single way. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? When you wear medium clothes, you're probably a small guy. But anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know how you know if you're normal is your sizes are always sold out because you know, everybody is normal, right? You can always find the extra large sizes. <laughs> no. Oh something God. like that yeah <laughs> and I, extra small 
<laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so we got Brandon Neal. Noel, to my right, Brandon Neal, Noel Erickson, Brad Dana, and Bleep. And so we normally don't have five guys on here. But today we're doing episode 100, and I have to tell you, um, and I know we've told you the story about where this came from. I was on a hunt, and uh, um, I was with Jimmy, and uh, we came up with, uh, you know, he's like, oh, I'd do this, and I drew the thing out, and I went home that day, and, and I told Lindley, I said, uh, um, Lindley, I'm going to start a company in the outdoor industry. She's like, yeah, that's cute. Um, good luck. Um, that summer, we had been, uh, um, we were blessed enough to help take a company public, Brandon. You were there. We were on Wall Street together. Yep. Rang the bell. We were there at the beginning and the end, got the medallion to prove it, and uh, um, it's been an interesting ride since. It so, sure has. Yeah. Gone so, by fast. Anyway, that fall we started, uh, we came up with the concept 2010, uh, October, uh, October, yeah, it was October, November of 2010, we came up with the concept to build um, a agency that was a branded agency, much like a Century 21 or an Edward Jones or an American Family type agency where we could, um, you know, put people in business all over. They could run their own independent booking agencies but we would have a vetted book of business or a qualified group of signature outfitters that they could trust. And, uh, and, but we, there was, there was no MLS like real estate. There was no, you know, um, there was none of that. It wasn't organized like that. And we had to build software and uh, um, a catalog and all that stuff to pull it off. So it's been an interesting run to say the least. So I went home that evening. I called, I I told Lindley what we were going to do. Then Lindley said we were going to go to a movie and I said, oh yeah, I don't want to do that. And then next thing I know, I'm sitting in a movie like a good husband. And that night it was the social network. Remember that movie? Oh yeah. And uh, anyway, um, we're sitting there and it just got my wheels spinning more and more with our experience, Brandon and Noel in running the agency model. I was like, holy smokes, this could actually really go There's, but there's gotta be something like this. So at that time, the guy who ran our website for financial services, we got my name of Phil Holt, who is my uncle and godfather. And I said, Hey, Phil, can you do some investigation and see if there's anything like this out there? And he said, well, there's booking agencies, but there's no branded, um, you know, franchise type booking agency in the marketplace. And I was like, okay. Um, so then we knew we were onto something and I called you Noel and I said, man, I'm so excited about this. And you saw it right away. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, timing is different for everything and the desire to, uh, continue to make a difference in a different industry. I, I could see right away that it was something that was, uh, you were passionate about and, uh, was certainly exciting to become involved and and continue in business together yeah it it was fun because i remember calling you going dude and you just knew i was fired up beyond belief and i was like no there's nothing like this we're gonna go do it and who the hell knew it was gonna be this hard but uh, um (laughs) but it was and then i remember calling you brandon i go brandon because you're a hunter man and we were buddies all all i should let the audience know that all three of us own financial services offices right we own network of branch offices um brad's the uh, um outsider looking in that we should treat like an outsider most of the time and, and harm him physically he doesn't really belong but we allow him to tag yeah along. we just let him th- that stupid song whatever the rolling stones on the cover of the yeah rolling that's so bones. dumb yeah but that's anyway. dr hook by the way you're they're the m- musical guy and i have to and that's the one song i never stuff. heard and wish i'd never like would have sylvia's heard. mother what? All that stuff? Bleep, don't shake your head like you know what he's talking about. Sylvia's mother. Yeah, they were at the Buffalo Chip. Come on, guys. Okay. So no, anyway, they weren't, weren't primetime, but still. <laughs> I called you, and I said, dude, I need to do a hunt. So we came down and go went coyote hunting. We did. It was a good hunt, too. <laughs> it was a good time. How many coyotes did we kill that 
three, oh. two or three day Well, period. we went out for two days. The first day wasn't very good. I think we only killed like two the first day, but right. the next day I think we killed six or seven. Yeah, we put the hurting down. And then and, and then, we missed a few. You missed a few easy ones, mm, like like normal. But I don't remember it exactly like that, but I do remember saying somebody. Is that say, like you being normal sized? Wow. I remember somebody saying, <laughs> I remember somebody saying these wow. words. Now, no, Brandon is a great young Christian guy, and he didn't say it like this, so I'm hyperbolizing a little bit as I remember it. But I do remember Brand saying something like this: "Holy sh! Could you uh, not get the gun out so fast and shoot that thing from under me?" And I'm like, "Better get busy, brother." Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was common courtesy. You know, I'd, I'd let him shoot his on his side, but if they came in on my side, he'd try to shoot the ones on my side too. Well, if they came in that close, they deserve to get shot before you can shoot them. I have no problem shooting him <laughs> off from under you. Oh, you should try goose hunting with him. <laughs> oh, you can, only, you can only imagine, right? What we need to do is go do a goose hunt because before we ever even started this, so I took, I know this is crazy, I took seven years off, didn't hunt one day. Didn't hunt one day in seven years. I built my financial services business, and Noel said, hey, listen, um, I'm, I'm going up to go goose hunting with this guy. And then the next year, I went back with you, and then we started going up there, and we absolutely used to tank him. And as I remember it, I remember it differently. I always remember hearing a take him, and, um, and then I started shooting, and that's all I remember. Is that not accurate? Yeah, well, here's my recollection, because obviously <laughs> Brian's obviously the uh, coach, the leader. <laughs> and he's like, I'll count, and on three we'll take him. And he start, his gun was unloaded by one, and then the rest of us took care of the others. Yeah, I don't ever wait for him to say shoot. <laughs> no, oh, you, you learn fast. Yeah, so. note to Noel. <laughs> or you don't get any action. You just got to yeah, take the initiative. The good thing is there were plenty of geese for everybody. <laughs> so. so I'll never forget we were up there one time, and we're laying, we're laying in our pop-ups, and we're laying there, and it was, uh, it was the first set of a new year, and I told nobody, but the three-and-a-half mag just came out, and I went and bought a three-and-a-half mag. And when these geese come over, they come over the first time, and they take a look to see if they're going to set. And you know if they're going to set because they take a hard bank once they look at you. And you got all those eyes looking at you, and you're not moving. Nobody's moving. Well, when they're coming over, it's, you, do not, you do not cut them then. You just don't because you're going to get killed by your buddies. They were, they were still way the hell up there. I, I just sat up and started, double boom, double boom. I thought I'd try the three and a half out and see how it worked. You know what? I find it, I find it offensive when he shows up and I got my three-inch mag and he shows up. I'm like, no, 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 no. So next time I show up with a three and a half inch mag, I fully expect him to have a 10 gauge. <laughs> No, 10 gauges don't pattern as well. We've tried that crap too. But anyway, the three and a half, I, I sawed like two of them down, and everybody goes, what the hell did you just do? And then what are you shooting? And I'm like, yeah, take that, brothers. I got this. Well, thing. 10 months ago, he stole one of my birds, and it was like, it was a gimme duff. I mean, it was flying. It was clearly in my zone. It had passed the Maiman zone, and it was in the Dana zone. That was not cool either. Brian. <laughs> well, the reality was it was the only bird left for it to be shot. No at, common so courtesy. I know it's just he's he's very uh, very rude, selfish, yeah. yes. selfish, yeah. selfish when it comes to uh, killing things. So I'm, I bleep they're not wrong. I, I can't you know I can't deny. So tell anyway, it like it is. So anyway, I, I, so so we get started. I call you. I call you. We're off and running. I called Doctor Brad. I said Brad, we organized the concept, the logo. We started putting it all together, right, guys? Yes. 
I call Brad. We have a meeting in Spearfish. I say, I'm, we're going to launch this company. I say, Brad, you're an outdoor enthusiast. Brad and I met uh, our kids as played baseball together, and we became hunting buddies, started hunting together. And I said, Brad, I'm starting an outdoor company. You've got to come down and see this. And he sat in the meeting. Now, all those people that we told that first week, how many of them are there sitting at this table today? Not a yeah <laughs> right. that's not a one <laughs> not a one and they all could have been sitting here and uh um and it's just a whole different deal right so it's pretty crazy anyway um uh it, it was uh i i gotta tell you from my perspective it's crazy now we're on number 100 we st- launched our website in february of 2011 and off we went and uh um you know, qualifying and vetting outfitters, and here we are. And I remember Brad says, so the four of us go into business together, and I, I can't leave Lindley out because she was the one that did all the work um, putting everything together But uh, um, from an admin standpoint. But then we literally said, okay, we should let the world know about this. So we did the stupidest thing we ever did, which was start a hunting, uh, hunting show right away. And then um, and we called Lindley up and said, um, hey, uh, we signed a contract to do a hunting show, and we don't know how to do this. L- Lindley was at the table. It was one in the morning when we decided oh, to pull the trigger. That's Truth, right. Actually. So, so tell that story. Because <laughs> I, 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 there are these seminal moments, right, that you remember, right? And I remember sitting at the table. I remember sitting at Sanford's. Yes, remember Sanford's? I remember Sanford's, too. Um, some of these things. So, yeah, I can't remember because I must have stopped late. Because you were on Country School Place. Well, we made the decision at Sanford's because they asked us to – they sent us a contract and we looked at it and we said, should we do this? And so we signed the the contract at Sanford's that day. And then that night they sent us – when you sign the contract, they send you these deck pages on what you need to qualify to do the television show and then all the parameters and outlines. So we sign it, we get it all, and you and I get it in our email and we're like, holy – we're not going to be able We're to like, do it. I looked and I was like, the? oh, dude, we, we got in over our heads on this one. And then there's Lindley, and she looks at it. I don't know. She must have had a crazy pill or something that morning. And she goes, no problem. I, I, we can do this. Like, Whoa. So one, Remember, she one, just, like, stepped up to the plate, and she was, like, facing Nolan Ryan on the fastball and a little 5-2 Lindley. She says, yeah, I got this. No, seriously, it was 1.30 <laughs> in the morning, and we're sitting there scratching our heads. We're like, dude, maybe we should just call the Pursuit Channel and tell them the hell with this. What was that guy's name that we dealt with? Super good guy. Greg. Greg. What was the Greg? Think, Greg. What was, what was Greg? Greg? Cal, it's been a long time. It's 2013. Yeah, 2012 or 2013, wasn't it? Um, Probably right in there, yeah. Yeah, it was right in there because you flew in and did a couple commercial sets at the thing, and yep. we went on one of the first hunts in Montana with you yep. and your dad. Yep. Was that 2013? That was actually that was a little bit later. I think that was probably well, no, that was probably 13. 13 right or 14? It wasn't that yeah. much later, right? When when did you guys go to Alaska? Sundown Brown. 15. 15. Oh no no that no. was before that. that was that 12 was or 13. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say it was pretty early on. Because you know what? Because that was 13 because that bear. Yeah. Yeah. So it was 13. So that was 15. So you're right. It was 13, 2013. Greg Sugg. A super good guy. (laughs) So if Greg Sugg's listening, big shout out to your class act, brother. So anyway, we're sitting there at 130 and uh, uh, Noel, Brad goes, we should probably think about calling them and canceling this TV show. Lindley literally looked at that thing and looked at it and read it. And she goes, oh, no problem, boys. I got this. And up till then, she was kind of, she had her trepidations about being involved in this, you know. She's like, this is your guys' little club. Well, she went all in, her and Rob McDermott, her yeah. staff, 
and they they said we got this and we didn't know we sent the first one in and i remember like a week before the deadline she's like i'm gonna get this done before the week before the deadline and uh so she gets it all in there and i remember we get a phone call uh boys we have a major malfunction (laughs) and uh, and we're like what we thought we did everything right she's like um, there's audio peak compliances, and there's, uh, there's yeah, they have uh, all kinds of rules. They have, they have all these audio peaks. And hey, bleep! Don't be <laughs> laughing. He, he he became our editor, so then, let's pipe oh, down okay, over okay, there to okay. the right. How, how about this? How about right. peaking shit? They, they're like, <laughs> hey, you got this peaking problem, and we're like, peaking? What? Nobody's peaking in on us. We weren't in the bathroom. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, yeah. We thought we'd start a television show on marketing our concept and go right to national platform level. Yeah. Boy, was that an epic failure to some. Well, I shouldn't say that. We had a television show, right? Yeah, I haven't watched any of those first ones for a long time. I, I, we, should go through, we should go back through and watch. So Lindley did two years of that, I think, and then uh, a year or two years, Lindley and Rob. And then, uh, and then we hired that, that other young guy, and he was going to do it. And that, Oh, my they, God. He wasn't yeah. as – he was, he was not near as good as no, and then Lindley we, and Rob were, well, man. Well, the day, the day Lindley had to go get him out of jail yeah. to finish the episode, um, we knew we had the wrong editor. Remember right? that? <laughs> I do remember that because he, he had the little editing studio in the back of our store because oh, we had dude. a store at that uh, point. We bought all the cameras. We spent 20000 bucks. Remember that? We had everything all set up, and then we were like, holy crap, this is not going to work. And then, so then Lindley goes, there's this company in town. Or no, was it you? It that was me. It was you because yeah, you Yeah, because knew. my buddy, uh, that, Scott. Scott Reader. That I, yeah, Reader yep. that That's I shot with all the time. He goes, you should call Western Sky. And I was like, who's <laughs> Western Sky? And he was like, oh, this bleep guy. So no, yeah. actually, he didn't call you bleep. But that was no, 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 no. That we was named you. We no, named you bleep. Scott, Scott Reader. He uh, owns a, a large ranch uh, north of, of Spearfish. Yeah, over by Belle Fouche. Yep. So Spearfish is Fruitdale. in western South Dakota in that area, right? And a lot of hunters come out there and hunt all the time. Well, Scott and I, our company, had been working with him for a couple of years right. on a television show for the RFD network and uh, called um, the Professional Rough Stock Series. It was rodeo all over the country. And we yeah. traveled with them and produced all of the television shows that yeah. went with the rodeo. And so he called me one day and he said, yeah, you've got these guys that are trying to get a TV show going. And I said, oh, okay, all right. So I called and and uh, it was, he, I called Brian. Yeah, I called you. you. Called me. You got I called my you. number. And then it was so weird that first time I found out because he, he reminded me of my brother-in-law, Brian, who right. lived in Iowa. Yeah. Come to find out. He lived in Iowa. Then we started talking and found out that you grew up near Waverly, Iowa, played yeah. football yeah. at Denver High School Denver football, High School. Yeah. while I was a sportscaster at the NBC affiliate in eastern Iowa. And did the Friday Night Heroes. <laughs> Friday Night Heroes. Which me and my buddies were on all the time. Found out that there were a few times where I was out there at Denver High School to filming that Friday night yep. football game, yep. putting him on the highlights on my sportscast that night. Didn't know it. Had no clue. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That so is. we walk in, and he's like, dude, I used to film you. And I'm yeah. like, I, you did the interviews <laughs> after the games. Did. Did not. We did the live shot with Coach. Yeah, and exactly. uh, We did a lot of stuff. Coach Gunther. That's right, Mark so, Gunther. Yeah. I remember exactly Mark real well. I had, to, uh, I had to limit my time with Reader because we were like two guys on crack cocaine because he has a shooting range at his house. And uh, we developed oh, yes, it out. He uh, does. Yeah, yeah. We developed it out to thirteen hundred and forty-three yards. And uh, oh my gosh, yeah, that Ooh. 
you can spend Oof. a lot of time. Oh, we, man, spend, money. we spend a lot oh, of time man. banging. So, so Scott Reader gets <laughs> us shout out all to Scott. Get yeah. Big shout out to Scott, who's a world world class guy too. Class Great athlete. guy. Uh, Scott's yeah, one of my a, favorites. He was a professional. Well, he was a saddle bronc rider. Yeah, he was. Yep. He really? Was, he was. Yeah. Uh, he was. He's in, built in, like uh, a saddle bronc rider. Right? Skinny ass, long well, he's legs. Six, he's um, probably six two, six three. Yeah, isn't I, he? I think he may have been a bareback rider actually. Oh, is that what he was? Maybe I, I, I don't know. I, I thought he Maybe told he me his saddle still has uh, that's all has his spur right? mark yeah. off across the top. <laughs> he, so he may he may have done both. I don't know, yeah. but yeah, no. So he's, he's the real deal. I might have met from when he was dating his wife, but anyway, we won't go there. But anyway, <laughs> Cowboys. Belfouche <laughs> is uh, yeah. Lot, that was Saddle Bronc place. You know the yeah. Garretts and oh yeah, world champs. You got it. Well, Garretts were professional world bareback champions for four yeah. four times. Yeah. One of my employees is a his her. Uh, she's a Garrett now. She married a, into the Garretts. Oh wow. So then we so then we get Bleep involved and Bleep. You're running the television show, which now it's a whole new world because now we have studios, mics, lavaliers, and all this crap that uh, get introduced. And then we find out what peaking. Uh, well, we knew what peaking <laughs> and audio scales were. But what we did was uh, um, Lindley was like, okay, this is actually way better. And so Bleep took over. So that's how we got involved in Bleep. So there's, there's the connection between Brandon Knoll, myself, Brad Dana, and Bleep. And now we're here at episode 100. We've been live with a website from, since February 11th, 2011, okay, which is uh, pretty cool. And, um, and now you look back and we got thousands of clients. We got tens of thousands of users. Um, and uh, we got uh, an unbelievable staff in an office that serves people every day, and uh, we're ready to roll into the future. So um, I- I'd like to hear from you guys on what you think of, uh, I mean, uh, your favorite story, Brandon, of uh, um, building this thing. Well, there's, uh, I mean, gosh, there's there's a lot of them, but I do remember, you know, talking about the, the TV show coming out to do hunts and uh, just how... Uh, stressful it felt to get good content you know so we would go and make sure that we had good hunts lined up and and uh you know that there's a lot to put together there we, we went to alaska in 2015 and kind of self-filmed the whole thing all three of us did you know all went to three different camps and uh but i, I learned and this is you know before youtube got real popular i mean it was it was there but it's not like it is now right now we go we'll just put it on youtube almost but uh you know, back then, um, you know, you know, we tried to be so perfect with, with filming it and, uh, just self-filming that hunt. It actually, I think brought it to life for all of us, you know, cause we were all kind of doing that with, with our, our guides who were not professional camera guys. Um, but I would say that's, that's one of the highlights for me was that Alaska trip that had it not been for rolling bones, I might not have done for several more years later, you know? So right. That was put together. Um, you know, there's a lot of preparation that goes into those kind of hunts, and and uh, I think you're underselling that hunt, Brandon, because this is an amazing day. You had an amazing day. It was really cool. You, you were yeah. right you're there right. next to those dull sheep that day. I mean, how far were you from those guys? Yeah. So first, well, we hunted the first full week because uh, we did a combo hunt, right? We did a, a brown bear, oh, black bear, doll sheep, caribou, caribou combo. Yep. Seventeen day hunt. Seventeen day hunt. Alaska so, safari. Yes. So the first week it was just brutally hot. We were kind of down on the on the glacier rivers, and I mean it was ninety degrees in the daytime. So we were in our skivvies, you know, laying out during the day, and then some of all you night. were. Some of you were. Right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so we, bugs were bad, all that, you know, just didn't see any bears. So we ended up g- getting up to sheep country a couple days early. Cause we just said, let's get out of here and let's go find some sheep. So we did that. We, we went into sheep country and, and, uh, I mean, long story short, we, we got up in there and were rained in the first day, which was the day before opening day. 
and uh, but even we, snowed a little. It did snow. It was so, so, yeah, so, once uh, we got into sheep country, the weather changed on you'd, a dime. You'd swear bleep was editing by 2015. I tell you what, every so time I come out of the booth, I felt like I'd been in Alaska. It's the coolest feeling. Yes. <laughs> that is cool to know because it was 2013 then because it was two years later. And that, yes. that was the first episode yep. we put on the Sportsman's It was a four-parter on no, Sportsman's yes, Channel. Yes, it yep. was. Four-parter. Right. Go ahead. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we, we were stuck. So we had three of us, my guide, a packer, and myself in a – Three-man tent. Oh, my gosh. You guys were so spoiled. You guys each got Packers. You each got to go to the flat stuff. The Who got haagen Brad? Who got haagen Well, yeah, I had to get – I had to get – Good point. <laughs> I had to get my camp molested by strangers. <laughs> well, Ooh, when yeah. you're hunting – when you're hunting in civilization because you're the softest member of the party and they have to put you right next to town, that shit happens. That's Go exactly ahead, right. So <laughs> we, were, we, we, we sat an entire day, rained in our tents. Those of you who've hunted Alaska or British Columbia know how that can be. Uh, next day, the weather broke. We, we, we got out of camp first thing that morning, uh, hunted, uh, and we saw a really nice caribou that morning. Um, and I thought, God, I'd like to kill that caribou, but I really want to get a sheep. We knew where some sheep were. Um, this is because the week prior they were flying over and, and saw some sheep in the area. So uh, we went to try to find these sheep. We got right up on them. Um, there were five five rams, and we happened to wa- walk up over a, a ledge, and they were 30 yards away. And we were able to just kind of sit the down. footage is amazing. You have to go to our YouTube channel. Yeah. Book the, no, yeah. Rolling Bones. Yep. Rolling Bones, right? Yep. Brandon's taking yeah. selfies of himself with yeah. the sheep in the background. They've yeah. never <laughs> seen a human. They probably never saw a human. Probably not. I mean, they were, you know, they were nervous when they first saw us, but we just held real still, and they calmed down, and they actually laid down, and they just sat there and looked at us. Well, that's the magic of Rolling Bones, like you said, is because you wouldn't have done that. No. You, you probably would have at some point, but you, it, that, that was your – push i did it way sooner than i would have on my own and uh, and we have a lot of people that get to do that you know keep going with that day uh, yeah and and you're right brad that's that's one of the reasons i guess we'll get to that in a little bit here on the podcast because uh the experiences we're able to put guys into sooner than they normally would changed their life i mean this hunt changed my life i mean it it was really cool so uh none of the rams were legal um but i i I knew that caribou some of them were this close, and I'm yeah, I'm holding I mean, up my fingers millimeters apart because it was like, oh my gosh, yeah, that that was touching. It go, was right, right there. I mean, if I had a bow, I could have killed it, right? But right? It, it wasn't legal. So uh, we knew where the caribou was. So I, I I told my my guide, I said, hey, let's let's go get that caribou. Um, and the reason being is we were in an area where it would have taken us probably another two days or so to get into more sheep. Who knows, right? Who knows? Right. You, you might not see anymore. And I'd never killed a caribou. It was a good caribou. And let's go kill that. We'll have that down for sure. Then we'll go for sheep the last couple of days right. if we can make it work. So we, we, um, all, and we're hiking up and down all day like you do when you're sheep hunting. We get back into the valley where, the, where we were camped, and uh, we start glassing for that caribou. We, we finally glass him up, and he's, I don't know, probably a mile away at this point. And as we're glassing him, we see this brown bear, you know, grizzly, really mountain grizzly, stalking the the uh, caribou so my guy goes brown bear let's go get the bear so we bell off the mountain as fast as we could get down to the bottom and uh, just as we get to the bottom we come up over the top of this little hill and that bear's coming straight towards us he's about 450 yards away i get down prone range it dial it shoot dump dump the one shot bear. one shot just one shot oh he hits the dirt oh, yeah and that's world-class footage yeah world class it's really cool and you shot that with a monster killing seven mag i did seven mag and it dropped him like 
That was our first range dial and dump system that we were selling. Yep, and which it was, was a an super amazing good system. That check out really out. good rifles. Yeah, Jeff Sipe. Yeah, yeah, podcast ninety six. Yeah, Jeff Sipe. Really, really. Yeah, podcast we just talked 96. about that on podcast. Yeah, yeah 96. just barely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Jeff built a great gun. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so we dumped him, and and uh, we know the caribou was probably still in the area. So I told my guy we we go up to the bear, check it out, get some cool pictures. I'm so excited. The hair on that thing is just beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, really super nice. long. You know, a lot of blonde in him and. And I said, let's, let's go find that caribou. So we, uh, we take off and, uh, we walk maybe, I don't know, 800 to a thousand yards. And we look up on the hill and that caribou is standing there at about 450. So drop down, dial it in, boom, shoot him. <laughs> so we have this giant caribou down and it really, really got nice caribou, nice brown bear within gosh, yeah. an hour of That's each other. crazy. And now you're 10 miles from the, uh, the landing 10 zone. miles from the landing strip. We're way, way in there. And, 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 uh, and I was, I, I'll never forget, I was literally in this um, stone glacier field going up to look at a ram. And uh, Jeff says, hey, Brian. And, I go, and I'm, I'm, I'm dying going straight up this thing. And he goes, hey, Brian. I go, yeah. He goes, your buddy just killed. And I go, no way. And he goes, yeah. And I go, he got a nice ram. He goes, nope. And I go, really, what did he get? And he goes, he got a world-class caribou. And I go, good for him. And? And I'm like, and? He goes, and a grizzly bear about 500 yards apart. And I'm like, I don't know if that was true no, or not. Yeah, yeah. They, they, were, they were right there. I mean, they're probably within 1,000 yards of each other anyway. And, and yeah. he was like, I go, no way. And we're, we're sitting, he goes, now start thinking about that and get your ass up this mountain. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Those, that place, you know, northern BC, the Alaska Range, Brooks Range, and those places – there's just animals. We just had a pocket full of tags. And, uh, but, you know, I think all three of us had high, ang- uh, high hopes for sheep. We did. And uh, that was my primary primary because I passed up on some small caribou and whatnot. I was like, I, I want to shoot my first sheep. Yep. So I interrupted you. Go ahead. Finish that story. No, yeah. I mean, that's basically it. I mean, the, the rest of the time was obviously processing those. And, and because I, we killed two animals, um, we didn't get out of there, I mean, in time to even go for sheep. And, and not only that, I was completely done. I mean, I was, you know, we we're packing a caribou and the, and the brown bear and... Uh, we got back to camp maybe a day early, but I was I was so. But it, you know what a, what an awesome hunt that was. Right. And yeah, it really I went was. back a couple of years ago and got a doll sheep anyway. So I, I went yep. back and did that, and mm-hmm. that was a great experience. So I don't know if that was my top experience. It's one of the very top though. That was. But it's pretty. It definitely ignited your sheep love, your mountain backpacking, because because that was what that was thirteen. That was eight years ago. Yeah, seven years ago. Yeah. Seven seven years ago. Yep. Isn't that crazy? Yep. Yeah. It, 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 it's just nuts. It was, it was 2013? 2015. 2015. 15. 2015. Yep. yep. 15. So seven years ago. I mean, the, 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 the things you learn on a hunt like that uh, in a very short period of time is pretty cool. And, and your, your confidence of your survival, survival skills, just it's, it's amazing. Sometimes we forget that we haven't been doing this that long. Sometimes it feels like it's, you know, we've been here 500 years in the industry. A lot of experiences, but, a lot of memories. Th- there's a ton of memories and experiences. That was an amazing hunt for me, too. I killed a doll sheep on that hunt, and Brad, um, they herded him a small white ram, too. Um, <laughs> herded <and> me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I saw pictures of where you guys – I got cliffs and everything. You guys are in the rolling. He was the last one back to camp. 
The reason he was the last <laughs> one back to camp, and we will talk well, about that. The later. reason, yeah, because you you killed on the last day, air quotes. Yeah, but it was actually they, they the nobody next to the last day because right. we forgot how many the days. days. And he's like, if we don't kill the day, we got to go over the top of the mountain. We're gonna miss the plane. Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, whatever. So we killed. The, I killed on that trip. I t- I said to Jeff, I said I have two rules. Number one rule is that I'm not gonna pass in the first legal ramp. And number two rule is I'm not climbing that one mountain right there that looks like death and defying it. And so we passed the first legal ram that we ended up shooting on the last day that he fought. <laughs> and I shot on the top of the damn mountain where he said I said I wasn't going to go. Cathedral Rock And it or went on the other right? side. Yeah, and then it fell down <laughs> on the other damn side. And I had to go climb out that shit. To go get in, I was like, you're burning your mama, burning your. So anyway, that was. Uh, um, but the things you do for hunting, man, it was. You're right. That was actually probably that and the brown bear hunt. Our first brown bear. The brown hunt. bear hunt. That was unbelievable. What about you, Noel? Oh, what an amazing journey, right? I just I have so much fun listening because being part of uh, uh, being a cameraman on some of these hunts, Brad and I, uh, <laughs> Alberta moose hunt. Uh, what but an you guys experience. killed a toad of a moose, a yes. book Canadian moose. Yes, and and Noel tried to um, spearfish a uh, pike, right? <laughs> yeah, that's for uh, episode two hundred <laughs> with video potentially. And Quentin that's Chambers, right. if you're listening, you know exactly what we're oh, talking yeah. about. Oh, as yeah. I as I remember the story, there will be no video because the camera ended up at the bottom of the drink. Is that yeah. No, I saved the camera and it ended up on the dock well yeah but after it was in the bottom of the <laughs> no of, the of camera the never hit the water oh yeah the camera's ruined to this day not the video camera your no camera was in my back oh yeah uh, your, your 1400 my, my, my DSLR, dslr yeah because i had it in a dry bag too and, and i and i set everything up i handed it to noel and uh, as as I, I i remember i was like oh deep you know we're all going in but you did take one for the team because as soon as you exited the boat, the boat stabilized. <laughs> and that was – and you – tell us about why, – why did you take that camera out well, of the first of all, again? Before, first of all, before, before <laughs> we go – I made my pack lighter. <laughs> you, you didn't have to carry the dry bag, huh? Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, and the real part of that story is that the three of us, the guide, uh, Jarrett and – Brad and I are in a, in a boat, and we're taking the fishing poles out because it was a trophy pike lake. In the afternoons, after the morning hunt, before your evening hunt, we fished. It was an amazing experience. And so we're putting these poles back on the dock. Well, Brad's in the front. He pulls the front of the – I'm holding the boat in the middle because I have the camera. He pulls the front of the boat over, and in turn, the whole boat's going to go over because the bow is curved and he's pulling that in and so i let go of the side head over tea kettle but through the uh camera on the dock to take one for the team and then those guys went out hunting but what an amazing part of the story anyway so that was your favorite memory hell no uh no that was a memory (laughs) but it was one of the things a hundred I get episodes, and we—that's your favorite memory. <laughs> no, <laughs> ten no, years of this shit. memorable though. <laughs> Eleven. For me, it's hard to pick one moment because uh, my hunting experience coming to Rolling Bones uh, was 
uh, upland game, pheasant hunting and field hunting with my cousins for geese. And uh, I just, I loved it because primarily the people I was with and the camaraderie and the experience. And I knew very little about big game hunting, except when I had met Brian in Cumberland, he had 300 frozen deer in his uh, trailer uh, running a processing company. And uh, we got involved in business together. And so uh, for me, this journey has been enjoying learning from so many facets, from booking to being a camera guy. To now, hold on, time out. I want you to keep going with that. But everybody, all you listeners should know that our uh, – so Lindley took over the, uh, um, the television show. She says, I got this. And then we're like, okay, we, we got people that want to book hunts. What the, what the hell are we going to do now? Um, we vetted some outfitters. We have them. Noel's like, I got this. I'll take the booking. I'll do the booking. And then we're like, one day we're like, oh, hell, people want applications. Well, we'll try it. We'll do that too. And Noel's like, I got it. And Brad's like, oh, I can do this because I know all the applications out west. <laughs> I'm, I'm dentist Brad. I got all the shit figured out. And uh, that's a rolling stone. Um, and uh, on the cover of some magazine. Anyway, so that's true shit right there. I'm, I'm just telling you. So anyway, go ahead, Brad. Or, uh, Noel. No, Sorry. so that was part of it was uh, learning every phase of our business and being involved. But as importantly, the number of people who from the TV show uh, booked hunts and we still have great relationships today and developed experiences with those people. And so the favorite part for me has been learning from uh, obviously some incredible hunters and leaders in an industry today uh, and being involved in getting to where we are and more importantly being excited about where we're headed so it's uh, there's <laughs> lots of stories yeah uh, that encapsulates my favorite part of rolling oh my boards. gosh like road trips where we're gonna He's go a hunting. road warrior because, isn't he because Noel Noel's our I book, can drive Noel's our booking concierge and he calls and we're on our way to hunt elk or something. I yeah, forget. we were going elk hunting. We were going elk hunting in the Bighorns. Yeah, and we had general tags. Yeah, so off we go to elk hunting. We're like, we got this. We're going to go do a DIY camera show. We got all the TV yeah, stuff. And it's, it's what? It's three hours to my old camp and from Spearfish. And it's nine. And we're, and and we're two hours into the three-hour trip. And, and it's 930 at night. Right. And Brett Noel calls and goes, hey, they got a 200-inch deer in this camp, and they got a picture of it, and they want you to come shoot this thing and get some video of it, and we're going to be uh, – and you need to vet this outfit. We're like, what, Noel? And Noel's like, yeah. So we get Noel. We go pick Noel up middle of the night, and I, I have a bellyache. So I just say we're in the middle of Montana. I said, pull over. So you guys think it's funny to turn the reverse lights on with a camera and like when I'm going potty and then they think it's funny to drive off on me just to like leave I, I'm like I, I, and I got still no, I, I bless your heart I can still remember your eyes looking up heart. at the camera <laughs> remember that bless my heart and I and these guys think it's funny at 3:30 4 o'clock in the morning we're going to eat we're going to it's outside of Baker Montana we're going to be hunting in an hour and, and they think it's hilarious. They'll get in the truck, and Noel's like, ho, 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 ho. And I'm like, if I had a knife, I'd stab them both for sure. <laughs> well, good uh, news is nobody will see you in Baker, Montana. <laughs> that, that was not much. And at that point, I had there. such an upset stomach that I was uh, – didn't matter who would have saw yeah. me. But anyway, so I don't know if there's one million or two million of those stupid stories, but there's a whole bunch of them. And, and well, that's the first time we've let you use the tailgate for an outhouse, though. And I, no, I've used it many a times. You guys, and you, by the way, you didn't let me use it. You drove off. <laughs> so you dumbasses. So anyway, 
I guess I was the accomplice because Brad was driving. So. Which, oh, that makes sense why I fell asleep because he's the only guy that goes five miles an hour under the speed limit in the middle of Montana when it's fair and reasonable. True. So, yeah. it's Except it, on our way back through Wyoming one time when his speedometer wasn't working, so he was using his phone as, oh, he thought as he was the uh, than speedometer. Hell. And he put set his phone down, and so Brian picked up the phone, and then he kept saying, "Brad, come on, we're not going to get home for two days. Pick up the pace here. Pick up the pace here." I had that old diesel. And, and all of a sudden, Brian's peeing himself in the front because Brad's doing eighty, and he's never gone over sixty in his life. And then, and, and I'm kidding him, encouraging him, and then he's going ninety, and I'm showing Noel. So now Noel's laughing, and Brad. I mean, you guys know Brad. He's Brad, and uh, he's just talking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's he's getting into a hundred, and and I'm like, <laughs> that, hey, that we're, I'm we're making great time, weren't well, we, on I, that old two track? Well, now I'm feeling fearing for my life because I know he's not used to f- uh, driving this fast, <laughs> and he's not that great a driver anyway. His wife would tell you that. So then I turn the thing to him and show it to him. And he looked like he lost a like he looked like he lost his lunch. He's like. <laughs> he slows down immediately, so the rest of the trip felt like we were doing 25 miles an hour. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. So. Hey, which rules and laws do you want to follow? I mean, that's the deal. I don't get that. But anyway, um, so that, that's interesting. So what, 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 uh, how about you, Brad? What's your favorite story? What's my favorite story? Well, Episode I've enjoyed, 100, I've, 10 I've, years. I've enjoyed all of these stories. Um, you know, obviously the show was f- super fun. Um, show was a super ton of work. Um, but I enjoyed, I've enjoyed all the people that we've got to meet and interact with and uh, have an impact on their uh, hunting lives, I would say. And it's been a profound, um, just all the people that we brought into the company. You know, we have... 18,000 users or something on our system right now. That's pretty cool because how old's how old's our software? Uh, you know, I'm not good keeping it's track. Five of years these. old. Five like, years f- old. No, four. Four, four years, years old. old. The, the the yeah the the search engine software is four years old. So you know the search the search engine. I do those on my own hunts. I run my own I run my own hunt plan. Spits out spits out this. You know, oh these are your best matches. That's pretty cool. You know, and all the people that. Uh, you know, they've never gotten to do the hunt. And I mean, obviously, I love being in Alaska. I love being in BC. It's just an unbelievable place. And what's really cool is you get to share that with other people. Um, you know, that, father son type deals. We're scheduling uh, a trip down to Texas to take, uh, you know, we're going to take Mason, maybe some of the boys go down and shoot Awdad. Um, oh my gosh, that's cool. You know, Mason, my son didn't even. You know, this is neat. I, I get a look at this through his eyes because I've been doing this for 50, what, 42 years, right? Um, he's he's seeing all this stuff fresh. That's really neat. At his age, too. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I'm with yep. you. I mean, I, I think just the experiences that we put people on before they would ever do it on, the, on their own, you know? Yep. Um, I may have just only hunted mule deer and elk and antelope. Had it not had I not got more involved with this company, you know, now I'm thinking of all this. There's right. so many options. Russia, out there. Tajikistan, blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, I mean yeah. the world. And your son too. I mean, Brandon, yep, you're kind of passing and, it on. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, my son just did his hunter safety, and I mean, I would have done that anyway. But 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 as far as right. all this other stuff, like you're saying, that that is a great great part of a great experience to to watch people do things they wouldn't have normally done. What Brian Mayman is your favorite memory? 
Well, and, and don't say, I'll, don't I'll say listening to Dr. Hook with me. That's not going to work. That's damn sure not what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, so, I, you know what I would say? I was sitting here just, I was pondering what you guys are saying because this is like going down a memory road. And, and, and vetting all these outfitters, I've been so blessed. Um, we were talking about this this morning. I, I've paid for more bad hunts than anybody on planet Earth, maybe. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I went to all these places and mm-hmm. went, ooh, that, we won't book for yeah. that one. Well, yeah. and, and, so, and that was even before, though, because you didn't know how to vet. I mean, that was yeah, before it, there was a vetting service. Yeah, and that's why I knew there was an opportunity here, and that's why I knew this could be a big, a big platform. And, and so I guess I got a couple. Um, our brown bear hunt, Sundown Browns, um, was an amazing hunt. Mark Casavan was such an integral part of mm-hmm. our business in the beginning. And, you know, he, he's, he's went through some rough times in his life, but – um, I, I can't I can't sit here and not think about Mark and and some of the I mean the guy's one of the funniest human beings on planet Earth. Number oh one. my gosh! I mean, we, how, many, how many hours of laughing anything. did we all have with? Oh, Mark? if you could include Mark on every hunt, I would do it. <laughs> I mean, he, yeah, just wow. figure out a way to make him shut up somewhere close to bedtime, right? Oh well, we've actually gotten trouble from outfitters and other places at like camps, Nebraska, because like Nebraska, because Mark was having too much fun, and, and and Brad had to put his big boy panties on and scold him yeah. like a little kid, and yeah. then so then Brad, so then. Mark comes in walking in, Jake naked with his junk between his leg, walking in, you know, going, okay, daddy. You know what's um, funny about that one is the outfit. Do you remember that? Well, yeah, the outfitter <laughs> comes in that? the yeah. first night and says, okay, if anybody gets out of hand, we got to just shut it down. And then Mark gets the outfitter to join in with him. Oh, oh my, my gosh. They get, oh they get, word, they get, yeah. they get drunker than oh. seven drunks. Oh, no. And, and, they, and, and it's like, oh, listen to you guys. <laughs> so, yeah, he recruited him to his party, which Mark is really good at. But I would say Sundown Browns, we get we get there, and the outfitter's like, okay, what are you guys shooting? And which we get, you know, all the time. And everybody wants to know, and I get the outfitter's perspective. We shoot, get the rifles all done. And, and the first night. Oh, those bullets won't work. The, the first night. Well, I wasn't going to go there. But anyway, <laughs> the first night, we get there, and we see this black bear um, about 700 yards away. And, uh, um, and it's pretty vertical. And the outfitter says, well, we can't go much further. We probably aren't going to get this bear because we're going to get into the rhubarb. And then it's too vertical. You can't shoot over the rhubarb. So he says, um, so, so Brad and I look at each other, and we grab Mark. And, and Mark was filming. But we told Mark, listen, we're paying for this hunt. You're filming. But as a, as a reward, you, you, if you, we see a black bear, you can kill that puppy. So Mark's like, dude, I'm up first. And I'm like, you're, we're, we're all like, yeah, you're well, up. Because so you almost fell in the drink from the Zodiac. No, that, that, was, that was the next that day. Was the next that day. was the next day going back. That's a whole other story. So, um, so we get down, we lay down, and the outfitter looks like his, literally goes, what the hell are you boys doing? And we're going to go, we're going to kill that bear. He goes, we, we probably can't kill that bear because if we get any closer, you can't shoot above the rhubarb. And back here, he goes, mm, I don't know if we can. Do it. And, and we're like, we got this. And he's like, all right, we'll see how this works out. And we shoot the bear, and Brad goes, hit. And, I, and I'm running the camera. Brad's on the spotter, gives him the yardage. Mark shoots the things. And it's like 570, 580 away. And he goes, hit. And the bear runs over the ridge of the mountain, right at the top of the mountain. Brad goes, better take him now, 580, send it. Boom, hit, no problem. And he goes, I, I heard the outfitter go, hit. <laughs> I suppose we should go look and he to make goes, sure. You. I go, suppose we should go look to make sure you guys really did miss. Looked like a miss to me. And then all of a sudden he goes, we'll all be damned. And, and we go, yeah. And that goes, bear's dead. <laughs> that He's bear. dead as heck. He goes, He's laying right there. That bear is dead. <laughs> that bear is deader than hell, laying mm. right at the bottom of that glacier slide. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the thing went down all 500 feet down the mountain, 300 yep. feet. And there's that black bear. And Mark was so fired up. And I, that was that was our first show ever. And uh, um, and I just remember that going, holy smokes. And Mark was so excited. And, then, and so we left that bear overnight. We Dennis Pumpernickel, he'd come in our tent. Mark's the only guy that goes to a remote flying camp and takes with costumes. seven, eight costumes. <laughs> and and poor Lindley. That was Lindley. So, Lindley, your wife is editing this. And, and you don't have to pay for extra for that. He, oh just, he does it for free. I know. He's got a hat. He comes in our tent one night because he's got to be in his own tent, and you put him as far away from camp and humans well, as possible. Well, because he snores like six hammers hitting together. almost On his belly. Normal. Oh my gosh! Oh, only guy I know that can snore in his belly. Her- <laughs> yes, you guys, you guys all know. Him and Noel don't know this of each other because they're both hammer snorers. So allegedly, he comes Alleg- in our tent one night. He's got what's he got? Long red long handles on or no, something? No, he had no long handles on. Oh my gosh! He 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 had boxers on with Mickey Mouse on them, <laughs> and a T-shirt that says um, "I like schoolgirls." And a long hat. A hat with a bill that's bill. two feet, two and a half feet long. And it says, does this bill make my butt look big? <laughs> and he comes in in character, and he's Dennis Pumpernickel, and he goes, and, and, and I start filming him. And his, um, his parts are falling out of his, uh, um, his boxers because they're so up so high. So we bring this home for everybody to edit, and Lindley comes out, and she goes, hey, Brian. I go, yeah. She goes, I need one favor, okay? If you guys are going to act like idiots and frat boys, make sure Mark keeps his genitals in his pants. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and I'm like, poor, uh, poor Lindley. <laughs> poor you know, I have a feeling there's a lot of things we want to unsee in this yeah, episode. Th- that's something you can't and, and, unsee. And so Brian, Brian comes How in costume, too. Because Brian is Romulus, so he plays X Romulus. <laughs> I the found whole that week. mask. I found. That I know mask you did find. Day. it. I just saw it. Oh, dude! I'm so he's got this old man. What? What, what is that Romulus but, uh, well, mask? Well, I took that mask everywhere. But anyway, so my favorite. So one sundown brown. We digressed pretty bad there. Sorry. Keep this PG fourteen. And then um, I, I would say the next. You know, there's been so many. You know, is it the stone sheep? Is it the desert sheep? The sheep were big. The coyote hunting's big. Um, big mule deer. I've been blessed to kill some big mule deer. I would say, though, probably for me, um, the other two top things would be um, uh, that Alaska trip we went on was really good. But then the other good memories is when you go to a camp that's just magnificent, and we've all vetted them together, and we're sitting here talking about all these stories, right? I would say now the other best memories for me is when a Jim Bonanno gets back and Al Jones gets back, a Jonathan Ankner gets back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, uh, 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 a John Burley gets back. Brian and Johnson. It, it, Brian Johnson, Scott yeah. Palmer. Those guys. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and John Burley, I was thinking him about the other day because an outfitter, one of our outfitters had him on there. And his dad died in a helicopter accident getting his uh, fourth ram and never killed his doll sheep. And we were able to book him into where you killed your first doll sheep and you killed your first doll sheep. And I just talked to him today because he's booking another doll sheep with us. And, and he's like, we, we, we literally told him where to go, what to pack, how to do it. And, uh, you know, to have That's pretty him, cool, isn't it? His dad slam is on his – I mean, I got goosebumps everywhere right now. His dad slam – He's got the slam ram. He got the slam ram for, for his, his dad. dad that died in a helicopter crash on his um, yeah. sheep hunt. 
in the territories. And he, and he lost his dad, and then he came up to us and said, listen, um, can you guys help me finish my dad's slam? So it now the stories have progressed to I love doing things like that for our clients, and when I go vet and it's a bad hunt, I used to go, oh, poor me, I just spent all this money. I spent seven days in this shitty outfit or camp. And it probably isn't. Yeah, some of them are, you know, and I'm like, and, and, uh, um, and, 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 you know, I don't want to talk bad about any outfitters because a lot of these guys do the best they can, but they just don't make the cut to, for us to book for them. But, and I don't want to digress on that comment, but the, the, the thought is that now when I do it, I don't think that thought, does that make sense? I go, well, you know what? This outfitter is not going to make the mustard for us. Maybe he grows up, maybe he gets better. Maybe she does, it runs a better camp. I'm going to give him my honest opinion, but you know what I did? I saved a bunch of my great clients an opportunity for going here and give them a chance to mature and we'll send them somewhere else. And then when you find a great outfitter, you go, oh man, I got 50 people. I want my kid to go here. I want my, mm -hmm. you know, I want to bring my wife, you know, we're going on a fishing trip in June and I can't wait. You know, I've taken my son on now, uh, you know, I'd say, you know, Lucas going and killing that. When we surprised my uh, oldest boy the with hunt. the owl dad hunt, yeah. I, we said, you're going well, to film this hunt. And he's like, okay, I'm filming. Appreciate it, Dad. This is going to be awesome. And uh, I said, but the only other problem is, is I'll have to film you because here's your tag. You're going hunting too. And he's like, no way. You know, and he was able to shoot a, a sheep with us and be one yeah. of the guys. So I, I would say for me, it's And like Havelina. Don't forget the Havelinas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, how about helping people draw tags they wouldn't have drawn without our help, too? That that has happened numerous times with our members. And uh, for me, too, I've been fortunate. You know, we've all, we've all drawn tags that we wouldn't have drawn had right. we not been involved with Especially this. you and Brad, you suckers. Yeah. And, and, then, and then we have the camps, you know, that uh, we can feel really <laughs> Let's good. Let's stop there for a minute. There, there's an element <laughs> of deserving stop. in there. No, and you not deserve it. Let's everybody well, stop. When you give, live right, you know, you get blessed, right, Brad? Oh, my right. God. Yeah. That's parallel opposite. I, I, I would say there's an element of Iowa, adolescent, that just, I mean, carries over into adult life. Sure. That, I mean, he's just a penance. He's just kind of got to keep. Th 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 so then what's the issue with you, Noel? Because you're not lucky. You and I apply all the time. We get it all. And dingling one and dingling two here draw every year something spectacular. Such a great point. Um, you think of <laughs> no, not not Brian's point, Brandon's point. No. Sorry, dingling one or dingling two. Yeah, <laughs> next time and we're pushing in, in the lake. No, in addition to that, right? It's it's like it's having a client point. who's helping their son do a sheep slam, right? Mm. And somebody drawing a tag after four years uh, to complete their sheep slam when it takes twenty three years to draw on that unit. Yeah, right? that, and, didn't you I mean, have a guy draw an Arizona strip tag with like the random first year. Well, first year. Yeah, and last year he had a client that drew with two preference points Wyoming random track. Yeah, tag. so your clients draw, yeah. which you know, so I'm actually the, the, actually, the last guy out. I why don't wrong. you start putting in for my stuff and I'll just tell you what I want <laughs> and you just do hit the send button. Yeah. One of your clients last year drew the drew the random sheep tag. Yeah. Yeah. Two points. Two points. Yeah. Oh my word. And she killed a great Four, okay, four, yeah, four, 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 no, four. No big okay. deal. No big deal. That's me. That's just we me. don't want to embellish. No. <laughs> Not on a podcast. Yeah, we, we don't want to set expectations too high, but. Uh, well, you know what? That was, that was her if you don't line, apply, right? you can't draw. That's right. right. And, and, you know, we, we, we have the uh, opportunities to help people draw in the higher chances of drawing, you know, I mean, versus I think a lot of people have just given up on the whole application process. And uh, you shouldn't give up on all of it. There's there's still good opportunity out there if you know the right things to do. You know, just yeah. give up on the ones that I really need the tags for. Just, right. Uh, let's yeah. See, prioritize some of this apps. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs>
I wait a second. Three ninety three elk, uh, bighorn in the uh, um, Wyoming. Let, let's let's exclude Brad from four or five of these podcasts. What do you guys exactly. think? Oh my god. Um, yeah, anyway. we'll just handle it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This year, I'm going to have Mary not put any tags in for him. He's going to be like, what did I draw that for? Uh, I didn't draw. <laughs> you know what else has been fun is to kind of see the community uh, start coming together for the company, you know, and, and with our members and with our advisors and just the whole environment of that, I think has been really cool to see. It, yeah. it, it has been super cool. You're exactly right. To see. Because, like, we did that Argali shoot last year, and we brought a lot of oh, our, that was a fun our clients. Time, huh? and, and just to Other see, than the 104-degree drought. And, yeah, but to see the camaraderie they have yeah. to speak to what you're saying, that camaraderie, they're all friends now. I watch them following yeah. each other on social grant, I mean, social media, and, you know, they're, they're nice all sheep. buddies. Nice sheep. Nice sheep. Yeah. Nice sheep. <laughs> it's like it's, I guess we picked the Argali Club. I, mean, I want to be invited to the Argali Club. They all got to go sheep hunting. So. <laughs> no kidding. So, so we're coming into show season right now, too, and that's been a fun part, developing those relationships with your clients that we get together every year on the show tra trail and uh, have an opportunity to catch up and see how they're doing and enjoy those uh, memories together. And so it is way more than an application service or a booking service. You know what, you say that, and, and it begs the thought of some of our top advisors that would have never made a nickel selling hunts and they use the resource that we have to deliver our concepts to their market in Waverly, Iowa, a Josh Yoakum, a Brett Miller. And then they go, um, you know, introduce themselves to a Dylan Hyde in Casper, Wyoming, who's just, you know, who now has a whole new resource to offer. And the people that are getting involved with this in these small communities, yeah. what, do you, what do you call that? Uh, the democratization the, of income possibilities. Exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, it really is because because we have a Century 21 model. Yeah. And, and we're going to be you know, opening those type of agencies, right? Those that's exactly. Ops. You know, Brian, I was going to mention that, too, because, you know, you, you talk a lot about sometimes crusade. You know, you want to build something that's, you know, the people can be a, feel like they're a part of something bigger than just being a member. But they're part, part of something bigger, you know. And so instead of, you know, you and I have talked about this before. You know, within the outdoor industry, I mean, it's a multi, multi-billion dollar industry. Yep. And there's four or five, six huge companies out there. Yeah. Okay. And if you visualize, and they have. three of them are under one same conglomerate. Yeah, you visualize. Sports, yeah. That, and not, not, to, not to talk them down or anything. No. They're good companies. But, I mean, when you visualize where their headquarters are, you know, and you just visualize this stack of, of cash, right? Right? Okay. Now, when you think about what you're doing here. You know, with Rolling Bones, what this is all about is distributing that stack to different, you know, to places all around the country so that you give individuals that live in Cincinnati or individuals in Florida or people in Nevada, you give them an opportunity using what you've built through the software and the, and the products and the website and the hunt catalog yeah. and the support services that you give to give them an opportunity to have a share of that income. So you spread it out. And that was kind of your one of I know that you guys had this vision really early on to build that agency type model and to deliver that to people. Yep. And it's now it's starting to take shape, which is really cool because you cool. see some of the agency advisors making um, six figures yeah. in, in gross income. You know, this last year in 2021. Yeah. And for people that are listening to this podcast, it's a possibility for you, too. Right, because we, I mean, we are looking to open more adventure hubs around the country. I mean, we have an agency model 
um, similar to uh, Berkshire Hathaway, a, uh, um, Edward Jones. I don't want to mention it. You know what I'm saying? That type of company. And, and it's been it, – it, that's exactly right. So that's been fun. And, and in 10 years, the ideas of what we had have lived up to our ideals of what we set. And uh, it's, just, it's just been a ton, a ton of fun. Um, it's been a labor of love. There's been some days I went, what the hell did I do this for? There's, some de- there's been some days, I'll be honest with you, I went, what the hell did I bring you three assholes along for? <laughs> but that was just me you know, feeling sorry for myself to have to deal with Brad. Um, but, uh, um, but you guys can attest to it. People ask me all the time, why do you treat Brad so bad? But you guys know now. I mean, you guys know all along. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. It, yeah, it makes totally, totally sense. Yeah, when you, totally know, when you get you it. Totally get it. Here's, here's the thing. If I, can, I got it on video. You got it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm willing to take one for the team just to save other people the abuse. I, I can take it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why it, do you always look angry? <laughs> I know. I get that a lot. <laughs> you're, you're right. It's because he's a giant, Brad. He's a giant. <laughs> pe- Giants pe- look angry. People ask Brad all the time, is your, is your buddy mad? <laughs> Uh, no, he's, no. He's, got, he's got a resting <laughs> ass face. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> That's what my, my boys would say. <laughs> anyway, that you know what? Ouch. I tell you what, um, it, it has been fun. And, you know, it, it, one, it, another one of my highlights is to take kids hunting right now, you know, to watch my two boys become hunters and be able to harvest animals, to be there with Mason this year. Yep. Um, I'm going to be there when your kid kills a good mule deer because he needs to draw. And, and he I'm, probably needs to hang out with me and Brian in order to yeah, get he, that he done really, anyway. He really I mean, does. If he First wants to, we should, we should make sure he gets because a then deer he can, with us. And he can know how to handle himself. If maybe he, 32 before he gets a spike. Well, and the other thing <laughs> so he is. he learn how to drive. Yeah, and he probably really, <laughs> truly needs to understand right. what it's like to and see a man of man's size right. and how to handle like himself. Like a grown-up. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So, so, and and you know what? I've, I've hung out in camp with your. He boys. probably thinks it's like Lord of the Rings in Utah. There, I'm speechless. Speechless right now. Yeah. What, what do yeah. I even say, Bleep? That's exactly right. I could just mute. You know. Like, but listen, just I'm edit that whole. I will. Out. I will not take. I will not take you. I, I. I. You know what? I would think about taking you on my mule deer lease, um, in in South Dakota to kill a mule deer. But the problem is not the mule deer you would kill. The problem is that you'd be trying to kill all my coyotes. So, so your opportunity to go is very small. But Bridger and Dodger, <clears throat> super high. Just okay. let me know when they get okay. there, okay? All right. So I just – There's probably enough? some truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that because <laughs> I think I know somebody else – I think there was a coyote on your lease last year that I might have shot yeah, yes. during our shooting school. <laughs> well, I've begged of Brian. Of course on, there was. I've begged Brian. Let's just uh, – that, that, that coyote's begging for the – No, there's <laughs> – No, got, there's deer like He that. tried to charge me a $10,000 trophy fee for that coyote. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Damn right, Trophy the coyotes coyote. are more important on my lease than deer, <laughs> suckers. So they talk about me shooting stuff from out from under them. But anyway, um, yeah, I tell you what. So, so what are you most excited about? And actually, we're going to start with you, Bleep. What are you most excited about in the future? Because you've done all our marketing, all of our uh, um, TV show, and uh, you do our, our, our No Boundaries newspaper. Um, and you're, you're the guy putting us and making Brad look better than he is and me look as cool as I am. And uh, Brandon Knoll, you know, status Brian, quo. how many times do I have to say it? I'm the Anthony Hopkins in the outdoor world. You are not. That's <laughs> like the One second many time times. today I've heard that. What does that I even mean? I still don't know what that means. What does that even 
mean? <laughs> Brandon, class, no, what is classy, that? Classy, class, okay. Classy, yeah. sophisticated, okay. and then there's. That's not what I think of when I think so of. So, Bleep, what do you think about the future of the company? So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for the day Anthony Hopkins shows up and shows you what class really means. Uh, I think he golfs. I don't think he shoots. You know, you know what I think, um, honestly. Um, <laughs> okay, from from the first day that um, you know that I began to work with you guys, you know, one of the things that I noticed right away, having, you know, had a few years producing, you know, in television and then you know a little bit in radio and now of course in podcasting, but you guys had such great personalities working together. You know, I, when Marker was on the team and then bringing you know people like Noel in and Brandon in and people like that, it's getting to know you guys because here's the thing. I knew from 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 casting and that kind of thing that you guys had perfect personalities for the communications and communications is a big part of what you do. So for those of you that are listening to this podcast as I sit here and have used and edited their material for years and years and years is that these guys are are authentic. They they're just they're just like what you you know they're 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 just they're real, okay? They're not somebody different, you know, you pick up the phone, you call them and and they're they're going to be just like that, having fun, integrity, um, all those things that you would want to be a part of and be a member with success, all of those things. It's it's been I'm looking forward to more of that. Well, we appreciate that. You know, we I think all of us built our business, including you, and why the chemistry is so good and why we connect ourselves. We always said, my wife and I building our financial services agency, that it was God, family, and business. And people say, well, then how do you prioritize because all you do is business? Well, that's easy. I involve my God and my family and my business, and then I don't have to worry about separating mm -hmm. any of them. Does yep. that make sense? Oh, yeah. And, and so I think that's transcended into here. You know, yeah. of course, I cuss a little bit, and Brad um, has perverted sideways gestures <laughs> sometimes. Um, but, you know, um, but anyway, whatever. Um, and Brandon's small. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh seriously oh, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that because <laughs> yeah because no, we sure are who we yeah, are every yeah. day I, and sometimes it gets me in trouble <laughs> yeah yep. so what about you brad what are you most you know, excited about <clears throat> the thing i'm most excited about for 2022 i think are our shooting academies um i think we're if we're not booked up we're almost booked up and we've had uh, requests for whole extra classes and we're trying to figure out when we can put those in and we've got bleep um, working double time. Uh, when do you start working double time on the shooting schools? Oh, uh, uh, yesterday. We're right? going. We're going. Uh, we're doing a lot more video type stuff. Uh, hopefully on the shooting schools. Um, I, I think, uh, and we're just uh, we're revamping them, and uh, we're expanding into Utah quite a bit more. You know, we you filled Brandon. You filled yeah, we got three classes. of them down there this yeah, year. Just done, yeah, just yeah. like yeah. that Guys overnight. Do. And it's in a huge part of. People learning how to hunt out west. Well, I tell you what, it's a game changer for people. Big time. I mean, it's, Big time. Uh, their eyes, it's like, boom. It's like, holy cow, I can't believe yep. this is possible, and I can't believe I can do it. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's the most immediate wow we, we factor. We don't teach them. How, we don't. I, I want to just add, we don't teach them how to shoot our rifle to 1,000 yards. We teach them how to shoot a rifle and take it. 
to 1,000 yards. Yeah. Does that make sense? I yeah. think there's a big difference in putting a rifle in somebody's hand and saying, here, this shoots to 1,000 yeah. yards, yeah, yeah. Go and taking yeah. somebody and saying, listen, we're going to teach you how to shoot a rifle to 1,000 yards, and you not only can do it prone, yeah. but we'll show you how to get out uh, most of well, the halfway out there with sticks. But at the end of the day, that. when they're in the field, it makes for a better hunter. 100%. You know what? It, it, they're actually, Which is more ethical to the animal. They're exactly very right. fun. Um, but the, uh, the impact on the person that gets to do them is, is pretty profound. And, uh, you know, what we haven't been able to incorporate as much in some of the shorter schools, like we've done that gear dump. When we did those advanced schools with the gear dump, it was really neat because we incorporated what we use and how we use it in the shooting, positional shooting and stuff. And I, you know, quite frankly, I really enjoy it because I, I have fun at them. I have fun interacting with everybody, and we <laughs> shoot a little bit. And, uh, so I think that's what I'm most excited about for 22. Awesome. How about you, Noel? <clears throat> well, for me, the, the past is what I'm most excited about building upon because I think of all the people who turned out to be key uh, people of impact at different times in our business to get to where we are today. And some of those people are still in business with us and, and doing an incredible job. And uh, some of those are clients and the relationships. But in addition to that, there's so much more to accomplish. I mean, this industry, what we offer, there's such a need for in the marketplace. And so their opportunities are endless and people have a choice. Do they just want to be a member? Do they want to be an advisor? Is there, How could they be involved and make an impact for others uh, to increase and in, in just influence every area of somebody's outdoor experience? And that's what I'm excited about in 2022 is there's so much opportunity for us. I love it. You're exactly right. How, yeah. about, how about you? Yeah, I mean, uh, Brad mentioned the shooting schools already, so I won't mention those because I'm, I'm very excited about those too. But, but two other things come to mind for me. One is um, uh, the advisors we have that work with us currently and, uh, you know, just to see them continue to evolve and grow. And, uh, you know, the Mark Edwards back on the east uh, east side of the country and uh, all the way to our, our Midwest boys. Jake right? Reavers. Uh, Jake Reavers, yep, yep. Jake Reavers, yep, and our, our, all our Utah boys and, and, you know, Brandon Armstrong and Mike Smith. and Brett Miller. And Brett Miller, yep, Devin yeah. Henry, all these guys. Bob, Bob Hennessy, Hennessy, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and, Bob's a little weird, but we're okay with that. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's fun to see them uh, learning and, and uh, just they provide great service to our members. But uh, the, the second thing I'd say is, is just our members. I mean, we have a lot of brand-new members this year and then our, our members that we've had for, for several years. And to watch them evolve and watch their hunt plans come to life. And as, they, as their hunt plans start coming to life, to see them adjust those hunt plans and, and turn it into fishing and, and, yeah, and that's watching cool. their families come into that's it. That's so you know. cool. So I just, I'm looking forward to our new members as well that we've just got on and the members we're going to add this year, uh, helping them get, I guess, onboarded onto our system, get their hunt plans and strategies started, and then help them make it come to life it's it's really cool to see all that all that happen and see see the experience father and son experiences like we've had with you know like like my good buddy ryan knapp and his boy uh, carson going to father son hunter uh, this guy named jared himsel that uh one of our great members in indiana went on an elk his first elk hunt uh, this last year and just just had a great experience it changed their life yeah so he's going to go do a you know he's going to go do a, a alaskan moose hunt that he you know, had no idea where to start for that. Right. He's going to go do that. So it's, it's fun to see these guys come in and uh, we have a, a process that's proven vetted outfitters. And we, I mean, I feel great about the camps are going into. 
right. I know they're going to be taken care of. Hey, Bob, I'm sorry that you had to suffer from Brian's vitriol from afar. <laughs> hey, you know, he had a great article in the last broadsheet. Bob did. He wrote yeah, us a really nice story. Really good. Yeah, he killed that giant deer in Iowa. That's an amazing story. And uh, um, super great story. He, yeah. he had sent me a picture that before. He goes, I'm going to hunt this. And then I texted him, where the hell are you at? Because we had a meeting. He goes, I'm going to be late for our <laughs> Zoom. And I go, what happened? He goes, I just killed a giant, the one it's on the booner. picture. That thing is booner. giant, too. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, What's so. your, what are you most excited for, Brian? Um, I, you know, I oh, would. Wait, is it this? <laughs> Dude. Was that it? No. Is that what you were most excited no. for? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> um, so any of you, what I'm most excited for is getting rid of Brad in 2022 <laughs> and bringing on a better co-host um, to this podcast. <laughs> That'll be a lot of fun. And anyway, I'm taking applicants. Go ahead and send it in. So listen, no, in all sincerity, um, I, I would say I'm excited about two things. One is, is watching the new beginnings, like you just said. When we see all the new beginnings of that membership relationship, that client that comes in that doesn't know. I, I think of a Jim Bonanno who didn't do a lot of hunting, and he goes, I, wanted, I need a resource. I love being that for somebody. I love seeing our company be that. I love watching father sons come in here and start their application process and get on their first hunt and go, that was the success. And, uh, um, and have all those reservations about booking out west, and then we walk them through that. Because it literally is – it's 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 confidence and, and competence and competence breeds confidence and I like delivering that competency you know all that uh, information and we compile data every day if you break it down we're two things we're a data company and a delivery of data you know I mean it we really do and so I'm excited about that I'm also excited about our staff um, I look at where our companies came from and where we're at today and what we're prepared to deliver just so all you guys know what you don't, so I'm, I'm explaining to you. We've just spent three days here at the home office as partners in business and, 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 and with all of us and seeing every department head going, what can we do to better serve our clients? What can we do to do a better job for applications? What can we do to create a better journey for um, our clients? What can we do to create a better opportunity for our outfitters? How can we produce more for our outfitters? How can we produce more for our members? And our staff is world-class, and I'm, I'm most excited about those two things, the, the new beginnings and our staff, because um, we, we, have, we have a staff that's second to none here right now, and I would put them up against anybody, and uh, I, I just absolutely think that what we're doing is world-class right now, and I feel super good about it. And then I would say there's, there's that last caveat, which is um, all of you that listen. And um, we're just a, we're ready to go over to a record month. So if you if you subscribe to this, we'd appreciate it. And if you tell somebody about us, we'd appreciate it. And a lot of you have. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all those locations. But the cool thing is is um, I, I I love that this particular uh, is it would be a venue or a vertical of communication to the consumer. Yeah. Um, is 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 really starting to spread its wings. And so many people are listening to it. And uh, if you're in Waloo, Gaba, um, or Waverly, Iowa, or Minneapolis, St. Paul, or Alabama, Zurich, 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 uh, um, uh, Switzerland, Switzerland, right? We we are flabbergasted that you will sit here and tolerate Brad every week. You know. <laughs> um, <no. laughs> <laughs> I'm just so having fun. But anyway, in all sincerity, that's what I'm most excited about. And uh, um, we're blessed to beyond belief to have great support from all our followers. 
Yeah, I would say if you if you're not reaching out, if you're a member and you're not reaching out and and, and accessing these services, uh, you're missing out. You know, uh, uh, call us, let us help you uh, with whatever it is you might have random questions about your 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 plans, your what you want to do. Give us a call. Uh, it could be on gear 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 related, hunting related, shooting related. I don't know, right? Applications, whatever. We have uh, we've really worked hard to have the very best services available and products and service access value education service access value education and on that just real quick before we go i'd just like to take a second and say thank you for listening we really do appreciate it every week we welcome new listeners and without you we wouldn't be able to do what we do and we appreciate that and uh if you're new to rolling bones i want to invite you to check out our membership if you haven't go to our website rollingbones.com um, and you'll find our, our membership there. Check us out. Read about us. Check out the reviews. Learn who we are. We, we sure would like to help you um, in whatever it is in your hunting, fishing, and adventure needs. We're built to save you money, time, and uh, take the guesswork out of booking adventures and your adventure travel. That, that's what we're built for. And uh, we're also the only adventure hunting organization that offers application and reminder service in all 50 states. And I'm super proud to say that because we cover all 50 states. It's not just the, the big western states where the big sheep live. We want to take care of you no matter where you live. If you're a damn squirrel hunter like I grew up in Iowa with my Norwegian elk hound going out and sitting in the uh, oak uh, ridges and shooting red fox squirrels and taking them home mm-hmm. and making My mom made the best squirrel pot pie you've ever eaten in your life. And if you're that person, we want to help you. As a Rolling Moans member, you'll be, um, you'll be able to actually talk to staff. Yes, we're kind of old school that way. Um, we can take your questions about tag strategies, any reports that you need. Um, uh, you know, we want to communicate, like you said, to deliver service access value and education. Plus, our members have exclusive access to large cat- the largest catalog worldwide on planet Earth. For, um, and uh, we just got so much that we can help you with. The big thing, though. And I like this one better than anybody, and I know you said this, and I really appreciate you putting this together. And we make paying for adventures easier for members with a little help. It's our exclusive hunt expedition layaway plan. Um, Pay your next trip a little at a time until it's paid for. We have an amortization schedule. You put how much you want to put down, and you can just slide that bar a little bit, and it'll tell you what you need to pay every month. And we'll take your bookings two years, three years out, four years out. We'll save you a spot, and you can start paying a little bit. So if you think, no, I can't afford that, you are wrong. All you have to do is prioritize it. And uh, um, our memberships are anywhere from 50 bucks, 150 to 500. And uh, um, join the thousands today that we help take advantage of their next hunting trip. So I just wanted to communicate that to you. We appreciate it. Listen, Brad Dana, thank you. It's Brad Mammon. Gr- it's been a great run, man. 100, 100 episodes. That I'm, was fun. I'm <laughs> fun, honey. I'm looking forward to the next 100, and I'm looking right. forward to the next 10 years um, bleep. You're amazing at what you do, and we appreciate you. Right back at you, Slick. Noel, I haven't been in business anybody longer than you other than my wife, and I appreciate <laughs> you. It's an amazing run we've had. Brandon, to my short Best little tiny friend, uh, <laughs> I appreciate you and uh, um, all our hunting adventures. Again, thanks for joining us. Head on over to rollingbones.com. Check out our membership. Uh, We are ready to make your next adventure the best one yet. I'm Brian Maiman. Stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting.